You're listening to the Holy Bible One Year Challenge with master storyteller Michael Wood, featuring the easy-to-read version and used by permission from Bible Week International. Enjoy the show! Hello, everyone. Welcome to Day 244. We're finishing the book of Micah, and in Chapter 5, Micah begins to prophesy about a small little town that very few people know about in the country. That town is called Bethlehem. Never heard of it? He then begins to talk about this Messiah who will come from this tiny little town. And he also offers more prophetic visions of someone who will basically restore the kingdom of Israel. He then finishes up with the Lord's complaint against his people and then God's plan to save them. And in the book of 2 Corinthians, Paul continues to explain how The Corinthians are ambassadors for Christ, and that our earthly house is really nothing more than a tent, but that there is an eternal home in heaven, sort of like the Old Testament where God traveled around in the tent, but then one day a temple was built. So Paul explains how our earthly home is nothing more than just that tent, but we should long for our heavenly body, and that God is preparing us right now for our eternal destiny. If you enjoy the show, visit me at patreon.com forward slash storymaster. You'll find the link in the description box below. By contributing as little as $1 per month, you will enable me to continue this ministry, and you'll get cool rewards too. Together, we're going to get through the Bible in one year. Let's get started. Micah chapter 5. A king will come from Bethlehem. Now, strong city, gather your soldiers. Our enemies are attacking us. They will strike Israel's ruler in the face with a stick. You, Bethlehem Ephrathah, you are the smallest town in Judah. But from you will come the one who will rule Israel for me. His family began in ancient times. He is from days long ago. The Lord will let his people be defeated until the woman gives birth to her child, the promised king. Then the rest of his brothers will come back to join the people of Israel. He will begin to rule Israel in the power of the Lord. Like a shepherd, he will lead his people in the wonderful name of the Lord his God. And they will live in safety because then His greatness will be known all over the world. He will bring a time of peace. Yes, the Assyrian army will come into our country and march through our land. But we have plenty of leaders. We can send against them. With swords in hand, our leaders will defeat the Assyrians and rule the land of Nimrod. They will save us from the Assyrians when they come into our land and march through our territory. The descendants of Jacob who are left alive will be surrounded by many nations. They will be a blessing like dew from the Lord or like rain falling on the grass. Those blessings come from God alone, without help from any human. Those from Jacob who are still living are scattered among the nations. They will be like a lion among the animals of the forest. It will be like a young lion among flocks of sheep. If the lion passes through, he goes where he wants to go. 
If he attacks an animal, no one can save it. The survivors will be like that. You will lift your hand against your enemies, and you will destroy them. God will force his people to depend on him. The Lord said, At that time, I will take away your horses, and I will destroy your chariots. I will destroy the cities in your country. I will pull down all your fortresses. You will no longer try to do magic. You will have no more fortune tellers. I will destroy your statues of false gods. I will pull down your sacred stones. You will not worship what your hands have made. I will destroy the Asherah poles and your false gods. In my anger, I will take revenge on the nations that refuse to obey me. Micah chapter 6, the Lord's complaint. Now hear what the Lord says. Present your argument to the mountains. Let the hills hear your story. The Lord has a complaint against his people. Mountains, listen to the Lord's complaint. Foundations of the earth, hear the Lord. He will prove that Israel is wrong. My people, tell me what I did. Did I do something wrong against you? Did I make life too hard for you? I will tell you what I did. I sent Moses, Aaron, and Miriam to you. I brought you from the land of Egypt. I freed you from slavery. My people, remember the evil plans of Balak, king of Moab. Remember what Balaam, son of Beor, said to Balak. Remember what happened from Acacia to Gilgal, and you will know the Lord is right. What does God want from us? Someone will say, What must I bring when I come to meet with the Lord? What must I do when I bow down to God above? Should I come to him with burnt offerings and year-old calves? Will the Lord be pleased with a thousand rams or with 10,000 rivers of oil? Should I offer him my first child to pay for my wrongs? Should I sacrifice my very own child for my sins? Human, the Lord has told you what goodness is. This is what he wants from you. Be fair to other people, love kindness and loyalty, and humbly obey your God. What were God's people doing? The Lord shouts to the city. A wise person respects the Lord's name. So pay attention to the punishing rod and to the one who uses it. Do the wicked still hide treasures that they have stolen? Do they still cheat people with baskets that are too small? Yes, all this is still happening. Some people carry special weights that they use to cheat people when they weigh their goods. Should I pardon them? The rich in that city are still cruel. The people there still tell lies. Yes, they tell their lies. So I have begun to punish you. I will destroy you because of your sins. You will eat, but you will not become full. You will still be hungry and empty. 
you will try to bring people to safety, but people with swords will kill the people you rescue. You will plant your seeds, but you will not gather food. You will try to squeeze oil from your olives, but you will not get any oil. You will crush your grapes, but you will not get enough juice to have wine to drink. This is because you obey the laws of Omri and do all the evil things that Ahab's family did. You have followed their teachings, so I will bring you to ruin. You will be something terrible for people to see and talk about. The people of other nations will laugh at your misfortune. Micah chapter 7 There is nothing good left in Israel. I am upset because everything good is gone. I feel like someone looking for fruit after the harvest. It's like all the good fruit has been picked. There are no grapes left to eat. There are no fresh figs that I love. By this I mean that all the faithful people are gone. There are no good people left. Everyone is planning to kill someone. Everyone is trying to trap their brother. People are good at doing bad things with both hands. Officials ask for bribes. Judges take money to change their decisions in court. Important leaders do whatever they want to do. Even the best of them is as crooked as a tangled thorn bush. The day of punishment is coming. Your watchmen, the prophets, said this day would come, and now that day has come. Now you will be punished. Now you will be confused. Don't trust your neighbor or trust a friend. Don't even speak freely with your wife. Your enemies will be the people in your own house. A son will not honor his father. A daughter will turn against her mother. A daughter-in-law will turn against her mother-in-law. The Lord is the Savior. So I will look to the Lord for help, but wait for God to save me. My God will hear me. I have fallen, but enemy, don't laugh at me. I will get up again. I sit in darkness now. The Lord will be a light for me. The Lord forgives. I sinned against the Lord, so he was angry with me. But he will argue my case for me in court. He will do what is right for me. Then he will bring me out into the light and I will see that he is right. My enemies will see that he supports me and they will be ashamed that they laughed and said, Where is the Lord your God? My eyes will see them defeated. They will be trampled like mud in the streets. The Jews to return. The time will come when your walls will be rebuilt. At that time, the country will grow. Your people will come back to your land. They will come back from Assyria and from the cities of Egypt. They will come from Egypt and from the other side of the Euphrates River. It will come from the sea in the west and from the mountains in the east. The land was ruined by the people who lived there and by what they did. 
So rule your people with your rod. Rule the flock of people who belong to you. The flock lives alone in the woods and up on Mount Carmel. That flock lives in Bashan and Gilead as they did in the past. Israel will defeat its enemies. The Lord said, I did many miracles when I took you out of Egypt. I will let you see more miracles like that. The nations will see those miracles and they will be ashamed. They will see that their power is nothing compared to mine. They will be amazed and put their hands over their mouths. They will cover their ears and refuse to listen. They will come from behind their strong walls, shaking with fear and crawling in the dust like snakes. They will come out to meet the Lord our God, trembling and afraid. They will stand in fear of you. Praise for the Lord. There is no God like you. You take away people's guilt. God will forgive his people who survive. He will not stay angry with them forever because he enjoys being kind. He will come back and comfort us again. He will throw all our sins into the deep sea. God, please be true to Jacob. Be kind and loyal to Abraham as you promised our ancestors long ago. Second Corinthians 5, verses 1 through 10. We know that our body, the tent we live in here on earth, will be destroyed. But when that happens, God will have a house for us to live in. It will not be the kind of house that people build here. It will be a house in heaven that will be there forever. But while we are in his body, we groan because we are so eager for God to give us our heavenly body to put on. We will put it on like new clothes, and we will not be naked. While we live in this tent, we have burdens, and so we complain. I don't mean that we want to remove this tent, but we want to be clothed with our heavenly home. Then this body that dies will be covered with life. This is what God himself made us for, and he has given us the spirit as the first payment to guarantee the life to come. So we always have confidence. We know that while we live in this body, we are away from the Lord. We live by what we believe will happen, not by what we can see. So I say that we have confidence. And we really want to be away from this body and be at home with the Lord. Our only goal is to always please the Lord, whether we are living here in this body or there with him. We must all stand before Christ to be judged. Everyone will get what they should. They will be paid for whatever they did, good or bad, when they lived in this earthly body. Proverbs 21, verses 17 to 26. Loving pleasure leads to poverty. Wine and luxury will never make you wealthy. The wicked must pay for what happens to good people. The cheaters will be taken in exchange for the honest. 
It is better to live alone in the desert than with a quick-tempered wife who loves to argue. Wise people save the nice things they have. Fools use up everything as soon as they get it. People who try hard to do good and be faithful will find life and honor. A wise warrior can defeat a city full of soldiers and tear down the walls they trust to protect them. People who are careful about what they say will save themselves from trouble. Proud people think they are better than others. They show they are evil by what they do. Lazy people will cause their own destruction because they refuse to work. Lazy people are greedy and never have enough. Good people are generous and have plenty. Thank you, everyone. That was day 244. Join us for day 245. We will begin the book of Isaiah, which is one of the largest books in the Bible. I'll be giving a detailed introduction. And in the book of 2 Corinthians, Paul defends and describes his ministry and reminds the Corinthians that he's not crazy. Instead, he's just motivated by the love of God that he has received from him and that it is the resurrection of Jesus that gives us new life. We hope you enjoyed today's verses. Be sure to leave us a positive review and to share this podcast with your friends and family. Please join us for the next episode as we experience the Bible in one year. Did you know we offer online courses in creative writing, literature, and web design? Visit us at storymaster.online to learn more.